Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm your host, Mona, and my co-host, as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Lots to discuss. First of all, did Watford have the needs to come to the Emirates Stadium and stay up? That is true. Uh, final league game of the season, our penultimate podcast of the year. Um, going to the game, I mean, I was already, I was sort of confident, you know, getting the points because it was really uh, going to be an uphill task for Watford with uh, Aston Villa having a game away at Everton and nothing. Everton were already partially or mainly uh, on not Everton with them. I think they were already on a, a holiday on the summer holidays and uh, Bournemouth took on Everton. Um, so I just thought to myself, okay, we, if we, as long as we see them off or sh- you know show up everything, I think that would be probably the end of Watford. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I knew, I thought if Arsenal were also going to maybe look towards the FA Cup final because even me as a fan watching mm. the game, my mind, you know, wasn't too stressed about the result. Yes, I did a good performance, but. It's almost like my one eye was looking towards, you know, the Saturday coming. And I thought maybe Arsenal were going to probably do the same. I mean, I was actually, with, with that sort of disappointing performance that we saw against um, Aston Villa, I was actually thinking, I want to see some sort of, uh, I wouldn't say backlash, but, you know, really having, you know, throwing it at them. Because, look, we were really toothless versus Villa. Because we allowed ourselves into that sort of... Uh, it was like complacency because the game was too easy. And then it, it was almost like we started almost like bottlenecking ourselves and, and, and uh, almost like force, forcing the chances instead of, you know, playing more free-flow football. But that being said, game kicks off. And I think within the first minute, Arsenal, it was TNE carrying down the left flank. Ball gets played inside. Um, uh, that Dawson, the centre-back from uh, Watford, totally clatters... Uh, like a zit, but uh, like the ref allows play to go on, but but um, the, at the first point of of a break in the game, uh, uh, Mike Dean ends up having uh, VAR have a looking uh, have a look at the, the foul or potential foul, but I mean you could see from the get go from the I think the first replay you could already see that guy had no attempt to go for the ball he just wanted to take like a zit out. Yeah, there's a clear shoulder barge and rightly so, you know. Probably not the penalty if you know without VAR, but you know, happy to 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 get the pin from that situation. And like one, you said, one thing that, that really annoyed me. I don't know if you picked up on it. Did you notice when Mike uh, when when, when um, what's his name Mike Dean? Is Mike Dean? Yes, Mike Dean. Yes. When he realised he had to give the penalty, did you see how? It was like with a heavy heart, you had to like point. Yes, to uh, I was actually thinking about that before. Like when you mentioned that, like I thought of that straight away. It was like he pulled his face, like, oh, really? A penalty? Like probably if he had the disease way, he wouldn't have given it, and then he had to reluctantly point to the spot. Yeah, and then Abamyang then steps up and dispatches the penalty. That was at the moment one 0 Arsenal and he's twentieth of the season. Yeah, it's, it's just showed how vital he's he's been thus far for us and. One can just hope you know you, you can keep him at the club. Yeah, I mean he, everything at the moment with him is kind of golden. But I, I just I still think um, you know down the line you know whether he signs or not. But I just think if he does you know stay, I still think he needs help from midfield because there's no other outlet. But isn't like if you stop a a Bamiyang from scoring or 
you stop, say, lactosate from laying the cyst or something, you almost like did the job almost like three quarters of the way because Arsenal's not going to really hurt you from midfield with goals. And at the moment, like you see, everything is also dried up with, with goals from defense because Socrates was again the one that was banging in the goals like before the corona break from the defense. And you know, we were picking up goals, you know, here and there from the other defenders as well. But other than that, uh, I mean, it's still a hit. So when you, when you think, I think it's something like four or five goals that you score from Redfield for the Premier League season. Yeah, we, we're missing that type of Aaron Ramsey player that gets in, gets you about, you know, eight to ten goals a season. And, you know, those are match-winning goals. And then, like you said, it's almost like too much pressure has been put on Aubameyang now to deliver. And even, like I said, to a certain extent, I mean, the the, the goals need to come from midfield. We, we need to either, you know, change the formation up slightly. Because the likes of Sebayos, you know, is, is a real good ball player, but he also doesn't get in dangerous positions enough. Yeah. Um, now, with, with regards to the game again, Arsenal go one up. But no sooner we go one all up, all of a sudden Arsenal start opening everything up. And all of a sudden now Watford are, are on the front foot. We sort of, I don't know if it was now kind of ploy, but all of a sudden Watford did look very dangerous and they were, you know, really having... Little pot shots at our goal. Yeah, Martinez for me was made a crucial save. I think it was against Pereira at one stage when he when they hit us with Saw. You know, I, I was really impressed by his game. Like he's he's real um, direct, and you know he, he almost could have scored, but you know Martinez once again proving uh, his quality. Yeah, and then 18th minute, holding then unwittingly blocks a, a bullet header from Troidini. I doubt you even knew about it because the cross came through. We failed to deal with it. Dini, of course, puts, you know, every sort of sinew and muscle into that power header and the blast holding foot in the face, but I mean, bounces off to safety. Yeah, you, you could see Watford were, were desperately trying to to just, you know, get themselves back in the game. They knew what was at stake and they just kept on coming at us. Then 24th minute, kind of against enough play. Uh, the ball gets played, we go like, you know, on the attack, or sort of counter-attack. Pepe crosses the ball, picks out Aubameyang, kind of a carbon copy of the FA Cup semi-final. This time, Aubameyang cuts the ball back, Tierney then comes in on the run, and it has a pop at goal, and I think it takes about two deflections, and flies past Ben Foster, 2-0 Arsenal. Just to clarify, did they give that goal to Tierney at the end of it, or, or did they give it as an own goal? I don't know, because I think it's based on also, if your shot is, you know, heading towards goal or heading towards goal, I think that's how they, you know, kind of, I'll just have a quick look and see how they did it. Because it would have been his first goal for yeah. the club. Kieran Tierney and Emery Aubameyang assist, so yeah, Tierney. Okay, so- so, 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 just as what you said, uh, Arsenal defenders decided to give you a, a goal from the defence in this game. So, hopefully it's a, a store of things to come in the future. Then, in the 33rd minute, Aubameyang then deals with uh, one of the... Uh, Kieran Tierney surprised us really all with one of those Rory the Lap-type throw-ins. Everyone is that kind of ball-watching, and Aubameyang gets the ball on the bounce, and then over kicks the ball into the net, 3-0 Arsenal. Top-class finish. Just the way he controls it, Henri would have been proud of it. And just to do that acrobatic 
overhead kick. You know, that's just one of the type of things you need in a striker at Arsenal that, you know, to... Aubameyang needs to stay. Like, even if you ship off Ozil and put the entire salary on Aubameyang, something yeah. like that needs to happen. Because, I mean, look at his contributions to the club. I mean, what I actually found funny, some people were complaining about Aubameyang doing that with the players around him. Like, you know, almost like five foot. But when you watch it, both defenders actually pull the head away and just ball watch while you're like admiring the, the control <laughs> and footwork. So I thought, I mean, there, there was no opportunity really for, to give a foul there. Um, but of course, even at 3 0 now, what would I still come at Arsenal? Because it, it was almost like another. I don't, I don't know, it's, it's also tough to explain because. At one point, you're kind of thinking, you know, trying to be smart. Oh, yeah, we're kind of giving them position. But it's not like Watford were throwing the kitchen sink at us. And the when the, when the, the questions were asked of our defence, they were really not up to task because 40, 42nd minute, uh, what was it, Decore burst into the box. We kind of just ball watching and, and watching his, his kind of slalom running to the box. And David Luiz axed him down for a <laughs> You know, like David Lewis got so much praise a few weeks back, and then you know he's he gives away. I think his fifth penalty of the season. Yeah, let's just, let's just hope that um, you know he gets all this ring rushed out, and you know gives all the penalties now because I mean I know we'll get onto it, but we can't be giving silly fouls like that on Saturday. Yeah, Union steps up and then just smashes the ball down the line because I actually told. My wife and my daughter that were watching with me, I actually said, if I was Martin, you just stand still with him. Because one thing I've noticed, like over the course of a season or even last season and, and that, that few years back when uh, Watford got the, the goal in the championship for the promotion, he like, when, the, when the pressure is really on him, Throidini normally just smashes down the middle. Yeah, Martinez kind of did that, but I think the ball just hit with too much violence, as they say. That <laughs> <laughs> was really smashed into the net. So we go into halftime, three-one up. You 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 kind of knew Watford probably. There's a tough situation for Arsenal, you know, because at the time there was not really much at stake, and I think Watford were playing literally for their lives and. They were always going to come out second half, you know, rearing to go, coming at us. And, you know, our our defence were really going to be tested. It would probably have been a good, how can you say, dress rehearsal for, for the final. And, uh, look, they did come out second half even more attacking, you know, really uh, you know, turning up the heat on us. And we were not only just tactically trying to sit back and, and soak up the pressure, but they were forcing us backwards. And, I mean... Uh, you know, give credit where it's due because Welbeck, you know, th- really threw everything on the line. Then uh, Troy Dini was really doing his business there, and then you had their fullbacks just constantly bombing down the flanks because I think that's where they also got the upper end against our our fullbacks because our our wingers and that or, or midfielders also were not really stopping the flow because at times you did see Tierney and 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 who um, wasn't the right for us on the day. What was it, Maitland Niles? Yeah, but I mean, they were, you know, almost like always. You always saw them gesturing to have people either double up or come help them at the back. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think that with this formation also, it's it's a bit tricky at times with 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 wide, like you know, going out 
wide because we're obviously a bit narrower at the back. So I just seem to have hindered us a bit uh, against against Watford. But that being said, you know, Watford also were going gung-ho at us and not every team is going to push up like that. But, you know, once again, Martinez for me, you know, made some critical saves. I know there was not much at stake for Arsenal, but, you know, that one back, I think it was like a back heel from Danny Walbeck or from across from Sir, where Martinez got down low and managed to tip it away. I'm sure against a better check back, you know, that would have been probably a few goals would have been passed because Peter Cech, remember, couldn't get as low as as Martinez has been getting. Yeah, but I mean, like, rewind a bit to 66th minute when Welbeck then actually did score because Ismail Saar was kind of twisting Tierney inside out, <laughs> cross in, and Welbeck just, you know, smashes the ball past uh, Martinez from the from the close range. Also, then, of course, made substitution, Ceballos and Pepe came off. Torreira and Nelson came on, and then it also led in eventually into that, that chance that you were now mentioning where Welbeck gets also a cross again coming in from the right. As I said, that was where they found most of their freedom. Uh, he does a sort of audacious little back flick. But, I mean, I, you know, I was already trying to watch the net already to see the ball trickle in. But, I mean, I give credit to you. The way Martinez made ground across goal and actually gets a strong hand to the ball. Amazing save. Yeah, he seems to be get down very well. Like, even if you look at that Riyad Mahrez shot back against Man City, yeah, he yeah. also got down low, very low. So, it seems to be strength. And you 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 wonder now, you know, competition for Leno now, really good. I know we wanted Martinez out. You wonder if it's a, yes. a purple patch or if it's... Like I said, I'm sure the Arsenal players are listening to our podcast and every time we, we say something <laughs> negative about them, you, you you see them, you know, skyrocketing, skyrocketing performances. Pepe as well, you know, we, we criticised him a whole lot and it just seems he's slowly starting to contribute and chip in here and there with, with goals and assists. You know, like, I know I'm very, at times, like, you know, critical of him with it. But, you know, uh, earlier on when I was doing the notes of the podcast and I was just going through the stats... And he's actually the highest, you know, he used the highest assist in the team meme, and then nothing after him is Saka. Saka, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's actually scary how they, you know, almost like under the radar, but they are, you know, doing their bit. I think, I think we just also expect that little bit more from him, because I think in the goals category, he can also add a hell of a lot to the goals, because he's got the footwork, he's got the speed. So, it's just almost like the mindset has to be somewhat different or tweaked. And then I think he could be one devastating player. No, he definitely could be. I mean, he's not doing performing to his potential, but if you look at his stats, it's it tells you a different story, like his goals and assists. So, you know, he's a player there. Mm. And I guess the price tag is just playing on his head as well. I mean, Arteta can probably get more out of him, and you mm. never know what could happen. I mean, because there's been moments also this season where we've watched him, we... There's like two or three people are around him and he still get, manages to worm his way out of uh, those sort of gaps and get like, you know, almost like a bit of a safety pass away. And then it's almost like sets uh, us free and uh, sets the opponents with maybe one or two men short on uh, like on the de- uh, uh, like a sort of defensive break from us or a defensive break from them. Yeah, uh, if you watch a lot of Arsenal goals, like I've been watching a lot of highlights of just like goals, even the, now the FA Cup run or... Just here and there, goals. But you see Pepe's passes, like you mentioned now, it's like he, he's always there and there about involved in a play before the goal. I mean, 
even when we think about that Man City goal, the second goal, I mean, both goals, really. Like, but the second goal, he, he plays the, like he is uh, involved there, then you know, Tierney plays the ball to Aubameyang, but he's there, there about. And I think even that Reese Nelson goal against Leeds, he sets the ball up for the cross so that Reese Nelson, so that someone can cross it. I don't know who crossed it for Reese Nelson, but, you know, he's, like I said, he's, he's there and there about always. I think it's just. You want to see him set games alight a bit more. And then, you know, we could have more support for Aubameyang, like you mentioned. But, you know, you're not just mentioning that. I just had a look again a few days ago at the, the Man City game. That uh, When they set up the, the Aubameyang, the second goal, just the way when he runs, when, you know, he runs onto the ball from Tierney first. And it's like he draws in about three players towards him and then he just lays the ball off short to... Tierney who then chips the ball forward to Aubameyang. But, I mean, just that sort of mindset to kind of draw. I think it was Foden, um, Walker, and I, I forgot who the third one was, but that, all of them tried to close him in, you know, like the sort of Barcelona press where they're surrounded, like, with three players. And in that time that the three are surrounding him, then he, he just lays the ball off and uh, Tierney does the rest. Yeah, so so for me, you know, there is talent there and you know, let's, let's hope he boosts on. And, I mean, Martinez also, like I said, being a positive... It's just, you know, we need to sort out the rest of the areas in our squad. And then, of course, late on, Foster then made a brilliant save from Aubameyang. But really, Arsenal, I think, should have done more because uh, Dawson ends up losing the ball high up the pitch in defence. Um, and Ketia dispossesses him. You know, I, I first thought to myself, Ketia, this is your chance not to shine. But I think he was trying to set up... Aubameyang to, to get that, you know, to, to tie himself with, with Jamie Vardy. And he ends up laying the ball square for Aubameyang. But I don't know if he, with the, the first touch was kind of dodgy. And by the time he kind of recovers, Ben Foster's already there sprawling himself out wide and, and palms the ball. Yeah, it would be nice to have um, Aubameyang, you know, get the, the, the golden or tie for the golden boot and also another hat-trick for Arsenal. They had full time, of course, the news unfolded through that Villa had drawn, which confirmed Bournemouth and Watford were relegated to the championship. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a bit sad for Bournemouth because I, I started actually like really liking their style of play. And yeah, but is there any plays you would maybe take from one of the, releg- the clubs that's been relegated currently, like the Core, Sa, or I don't know, Bournemouth guys? That, Anybody at the back line uh, or, or Norwich, even? I, I still think there's that, you know, real, real potential with people like Godfrey of Norwich. Um, that, uh, what's that one? That, that Aaron's of. of um, yes. The right Norwich. back. Yeah. yeah. Norwich right back. Um, Cantwell, I like quite a lot. He's, you know, he's quite a wily character that you almost like need in midfield. Because the way he sort of kind of carves out chances for people, it's just they really didn't have the cutting edge in the second half of the season. Because if you think of the way Norwich started and the way they kind of ended, it was, you know, kind of pitiful. Um, with regards to, you know, Bournemouth, Ryan Ferris, I think, at the beginning of the season, that did kind of, you know, I, I was kind of smarting at the fact that maybe we could get something like that. But then when you kind of see where they were going through that, that rut, he was not also really offering anything. And you were thinking, you know, this is the type of moment where you're looking at players like that to kind of bring you out of the mire. And then with regards to Watford, I think, as you said now, the core, I've been quite a fan of a while. As I said, he reminds me a lot of Vieira. Um, 
Cabaselli is also quite a solid guy. You know, really, he has a go at, at, you know, attacks the ball, doesn't just stand back and watch like, you know, like our defenders do. And that, as you said, Ismail Asar. <coughs> They'll be good additions, and I, th- I think they would come cheap. I mean, I'm not saying they need to be playing week in, week out, but especially if you get into the Europa League, guys like that could complement your team. They're young, fast, you know, ever. Like the core for me is a very strong player, and you know, besides, you know, you're going to get Porte of Atletico Madrid, but he's an additional player you can have in there, you know, those tough away games. Though it's just, it just adds to the squad to bolster, and you know, instead of you know, splashing cash on unnecessary players. It's worth a chance. Try to give him, you know, a, a chance for a small fee and see how it goes. I mean, you know, if you're not happy with it, you can always sell the player, but it, it helps buying in the Premier League. And he's always been giving tough games against Arsenal, like as far as I remember watching. Because, I mean, it, it takes no time to really adapt them. I mean, they, you know, you know, prime for the for the Premier League. So, you know, that's the type of player that you, that you kind of bring in and, uh, it's like, look, even when, when Saliba comes in, like I'm talking now with the defensive side of things again, he's going to also kind of need time to, feel, uh, you know, find his feet. You don't know how much of a pre-season you're going to get, you know, for pre-season yeah. games. So, you know, we can actually have somebody on hand there because from what I've heard, um, this was, I think, a few days back, Arsenal, look, they also have to kind of raise money before we can also buy players because I think we're going to have a sort of budget also now of course base uh, basis on, on on how we perform in the FA Cup final um, but I, I still think we, we can still make money because dude, I think the Mustafa thing is already going to fall through that I, I doubt that's going to happen because with that injury he's, gonna, he's having it I think it's going to go up till October so you can't really you know, put him just up for a, a, you know transfer out then I think they also listening for to um, offers for Socrates, Quintosi, um, Rob Holding. I even heard, and I think it was another one that they mentioned. I can't get to it now, but it's like about four or five players that they were talking of, of you know, potential. Oh, Torreira, Torreira. They said they were like listening out to offers for that because look, they can still make quite a hefty amount from you know, say someone like Torreira if you sell him to Italy and. Yeah, it's just sad to see a guy like Torreira go, but you're slowly starting to see him not fit in in a in a team really because yeah. you don't you don't see him in the in the um, FA Cup final starting lineup, which which is a lot. And I mean, Sebayos is a player that's on loan, and you know, speaking about the FA Cup final, we head off to Wembley, and there's one thing that you mentioned to me a year ago this time, not this time, but after the Europa League final. In, a, in a, one of the podcasts, you know, where you said you um, you would like, you know, they should keep a post up of Torreira, like, you know, crying like that and saying, like, you know, don't let this happen again because, yeah, we go back to the old enemy Chelsea Cup final and you don't want that same result what happened in Baku last season. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal appearing in the 21st FA Cup final um, with Ch- uh, Chelsea already, you know, uh, nailing down the Champions League spot, so I think they can add the FA Cup as a, more of a bonus for them. Uh, whereas Arsenal, you know, with us ending now the season at um, eighth, you know, dumped out of the Europa League, you know, in quite disappointing fashion. With you know, all of us had our hopes up against Olympiacos to see the job off at the Emirates, and then of course you get down to this. almost like for us as Gunners, there's another true culmination of our season. You know, with a chance of silverware again. 
So, you know, as shocking as our defense has been, um, I was just also looking at, you know, Chelsea's track record, especially in the last five games. And I mean, Chelsea can also be all over the place with Rudiger and, and Zuma at the back. And, you know, with Kante also now not uh, fit, I think he's only fit later on in the year, I think. Or probably next season will be fit. So, you know, of course, all the pressures now are based on, no, no uh, you know, pardon the pun, on Mason Mount. You know, all the pressures now mounting on them for that. Um, so, like the last few, like five games, I was just checking. Arsenal lost five games, six goals conceded. Chelsea lost five games, nine goals conceded. With, you know, roughly strong teams, both, you know, both really playing with strong teams. So, I mean, look, William is going to probably also be a key figure. That being said, there's also a big, big question mark on him. Or actually, even if he does make the squad, he's going to be fully fit. Because many people are thinking Lampard might even be forced to, to you know, kind of forward, you know, like nudge him into that, that starting eleven just to have him in. I, I, I think this is this is a big game for Arsenal. I mean, for me, it would it would mean a hell of a lot for the guys to to pick up this winners medal here. Like a sucker, Joe Willock, Pity Martinelli will probably miss out on getting a medal because no, it's not in the final day squad. But a Bamiang, like I said, all these guys just tasting silverware, Arteta tasting silverware, the coach, and I think that's a massive difference if you can get that to them. Suddenly, there's going to be that hunger of, I want this next season, I want this next season. And like you mentioned, um, Chelsea, you know, have Champions League tied up. So for them, this is a nice outing. But I think for Arsenal, it's kind of same like last season once again, where, you know, you need this for European football. Last season, we needed it for Champions League, the Europa League final. And, you know, we cracked under the pressure. So, yeah, let's hope Oli G doesn't come back to Ontas because he's also been on red-hot form coming up to the final, and he does well at Wembley. And, uh, I mean, I just think, uh, look, uh, I think if we had played, say, Man United or uh, Man City, say, like, more in a final base, like, you know, one-off game like that, then I would have actually been going to the final a bit more nervous. But, you know, sitting last night and, and with the, doing the notes and that with the podcast, I was just thinking... You know, I'd much rather face... Look, at the moment, Kepa is kind, kind of yesterday's news now for Chelsea as they now also on the lookout for the coming season for a new goalkeeper. So I'm just thinking, look, Willy Caballero, he's, you know, he's done a, a capable job when he was at Man City. He's doing it now. But for me, always as an Arsenal fan, whenever we face a squad with him, uh, when, when he's in goal, I kind of fancy our chances because you do know he's... You know, he always... He's there, can make a crop in goal. And I just think to myself, with Arsenal forward line, if, if we can also, you know, carve out and, and kind of dominate that midfield like we did in previous games now, because look, we didn't also come off bad against them, but for that kind of Leno blunder and us not seeing Chelsea really over the Emirates. And with even 10 men, we took it, we went toe to toe with Chelsea at the bridge. So I, I, I mean, I really fancy our chances for the cup final. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. You know me, always the one between the two of us who is always the sceptical and nervous one. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I read an article or something where they said Arsenal can't handle Pulisic. So that also stressed me out a bit. But if you can handle Man City, I think surely you can, you know, have the tactical now to take on Chelsea. Yeah, because look, if, if 
we play a sort of game where you kind of nullify the threat of, you know, like the way we did with Mares and Sterling. If you can do that with the fullbacks, and you also, you're kind of curtailing the, the sort of attacking threat that uh, Mendy and, and, and uh, Walker had as fullbacks, which is almost like a part of Pep's tactical dance. We, you know, he has the fullbacks do a lot of overlap running, you know, doing almost like sort of wing play. Where, you know, there's a, a real old school, uh, uh, you know, wingbacks that really just keep on picking the ball into the box. If you can kind of nullify that, you're also taking, say, somebody like Giroud or Tammy Abram out of the equation. Okay, Tammy Abram, of course, yes, you know, he's got the pace to his game. He's got the sort of, you know, lanky, you know, footwork that he can, he reminds me at times of Paolo Wanchop. It could just slalom through people like that with this dangly run of his. Yeah, I just, I just hope Arsenal can prepare and, you know, put the performance of their lifetime because I think, like I said, we need this. Getting into Europe probably keeps the bombing, probably allows you to maybe sign one or two players. So, for me, big, big game. And at least there's Arsenal has something to look forward to. And, you know, silverware is silverware. And, I mean, we can, if we can take that, like I said, it gives the club and players winners mentality. And I mean, look, if you, if you go out a straight shootout between my key players into the game, Tammy Abram, 15 goals, Pulisic, Pulisic 9. Arsenal, Aubameyang, 22 goals. And I think Pe- Pepe has got something like 10 goals. Was it 10? No, sorry, 6 goals. And then um, with regards to the assists, you've got William and Mason Mount. Together, they've got like 12 assists. You know, contributed 12 goals like with the assists. And with Arsenal, it's Pepe and Saka. That's like 11 assists, uh, assists between the two of them. Uh, uh, do you think we're going same starting lineup as we did against um, Man City, or do you think they'll tweak it here and there? Like instead of Maitland Niles, you might have Saka playing, or you, you know, know what? You know, and then one thing I actually didn't realize until like going through like notes and and, and football features, we've actually been or used Saka quite sparingly the last like yes. three because I but, was quite shocked. I mean, I didn't really because for us, it was only like he was. You know, part and parcel of the squad when you see him in it. But when you actually look, it's like he's been doing kind of bit part players. And I don't know, maybe this is now, you know, Arteta using him sparingly because look, he also did put in a hell of a lot of games under his belt. Because even uh, in the Emery uh, days, he was, you know, doing the sort of work that men were doing. Yeah, uh, 100%. So. I, I don't know. Do you do you throw Saka in a game like this, or do you go that same tried and trusted lineup that you did a few weeks back against Man City? Maybe try and try and trust it, but then you see that you're going to full overdrive, and you know you really sort of almost like put the game on on not, not even a knife edge, almost like putting the full throttle on with the substitutions. You know, get a sort of lead into the game, do that frustrate frustrate type of way of playing because. You know, at times Chelsea do play a sort of football that you saw it against West Ham, you saw it against Sheffield United, where they they kind of think that they can play that expensive football and then they just get picked off randomly and really have no comeback from that. Yeah, it's. I, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, I think, I think Arsenal, we, we can do it. I just, uh, you know, the, the finals nerves is eating me, and obviously we were. We were quite scarred last season when we came up against Chelsea, but it's a new coach, and it's a new um, Lampard, and and um, Arteta haven't been in the situation as coaches, so it's going to be an interesting affair, and let's hope um, 
what Arteta's learned under Pep, you know, can combination with these tactics and skills can come out and we can take the take the, the FA Cup. Yeah. So our final my final talking point before we end of the podcast today. Um this is our uh, uh actually our last podcast next week will include our season ending player rating as well as our personal takes on on certain key moments like you know goal of the season, save of the season, you know, in general that, that line of, of thinking and talking. So that will be now our podcast for our final installment next week. So I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Take care and come on, you guys, tomorrow. Let's go and get that silverware.